This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the controversy surrounding Jordan Cheyenne? Jordan Cheyenne lives in California with her son, Christian, According to Jordan, Christian is eight years old. On her website, Jordan describes herself as a Christian, an Instagram growth coach, a social media influencer, and a social media expert. She says she helps female entrepreneurs unlock their potential, believe in themselves, grow their social media followings organically, plus turn their audience into paid clients with ease. She went from being over $40,000 in debt to now running a successful company, which has reached over half a million dollars in revenue. Jordan has an active social media presence, including a YouTube channel, which appears to mostly feature fitness and lifestyle content. The channel has about 536,000 subscribers and has been viewed over 33 million times. According to a website that tracks social media statistics called Social Blade, her channel, when ranked by subscriber, is at 53,000 so a fairly large channel. The channel is typically viewed somewhere between 100 and 250,000 times a month. When looking through the titles of her various videos, it becomes clear that she prefers long titles with a lot of punctuation. It's more like a paragraph as opposed to a title. Here are a few of her more popular video titles. Hot Girl Summer Favorites, 30 Things I Can't Live Without, All Affordable. So that was all one title. Moving to the next one, let's finally talk breakup, lawsuit, mental breakdown, therapy, getting help, plus more. We moved vlog, move in with us. How I manifested $25,000 in two days, how to truly attract wealth in 2021. Again, that's all one title. So starting with how I manifested and ending in 2021. Now the use of the word manifested here, this appears to be based on kind of new age thinking to where somebody can kind of wish or believe money will come their way and it'll happen like the law of attraction. So it doesn't really work, but it's what a lot of people believe and apparently what Jordan believes. The last one here, I was robbed, everything was stolen. So 
that doesn't sound too good. I guess she didn't manifest her stolen stuff to come back or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it only works at certain times. I watched a few of her videos. They seem pretty typical for this type of channel. A lot of strong statements to try to get people emotionally invested in what's happening in her life. She wants to appear glamorous, interesting, successful, wealthy, put together, like someone who could be a role model. This brings us to the timeline of the controversy starting in September of 2021. Jordan releases a video titled, We Are Heartbroken, which was about a dog that she recently adopted who has parvovirus. This is a potentially fatal illness. At the end of the video, there is a segment which appears to have been left in by mistake. So it was an editing error. In this segment, it seems as though Jordan is trying to get an ideal thumbnail picture for the video. Jordan is telling her son Christian to pose so she can capture the image for the thumbnail. It looks as though she's trying to create a thumbnail to evoke an emotional response. She wanted to feature an image where both of them were crying. She issues a series of instructions to her son during this short segment. She tells him to act like he's crying while motioning for him to place his head on her chest. Christian responds by saying, I am crying. She tells him to put his hands on his face, I guess to make it look like he's crying, like to provide a visual so people will realize that's what's happening. Christian doesn't look like he's having a good experience. Right before Jordan turns off the camera, she says, it's okay, it's okay, it's over, which acknowledges that what she was doing was stressful for her son. It didn't take long for people to start criticizing Jordan for making and releasing the video. She responded by uploading a new version without the segment with the thumbnail posing. Predictably, this only increased the quantity and severity of the criticism. Jordan then took the video down completely. Later, she uploaded a video titled, I am immensely disappointed with myself. The video goes on for about seven painful minutes and exclusively features Jordan talking directly to the camera. Here's a summary of what Jordan says in this video. Much of this is paraphrased. The day that she made the We Are Heartbroken video, that's the video that caused the outrage, she was going through an emotional time because of the uncertainty around the health of her puppy. She and her son were so emotional, literally crying the entire day. She acknowledged how people were upset with her. She rewatched that video. Their criticism is correct. She said it was 100 million percent right which appears to be an excessive quantity of percent. She's making this video to say she's sorry, and she's doing it quickly, right after the incident. She's not shying away from the issue. She believes that when people do this, they can be forgiven and move on. Like she's kind of setting the expectation for this apology and its reaction. She's disgusted with herself. Her judgment was poor. She never should have made her son pose for the thumbnail. She went on to say that she received violent and harassing messages on Instagram. This was not okay. She was going to block people. She wraps up the video by continuing to say she's sorry several more times. The next day, a video featuring an interview with Jordan appeared on another channel called the Dad Challenge Podcast. This was a long interview. I'm going to really compress it here for this summary. It just went on and on. Essentially, Jordan said that she was a great single mom, she not only did a great job raising her son Christian, but she's been financially successful. Regarding the incident, she is upset with herself. 
She loves her son. She will not feature him on her channel for a while. She 100% needed this wake-up call. I guess that's down from 100 million percent. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Moving to my analysis, I'll start with analyzing the actual severity of the mistake. I think it's important to look at the context of Jordan Cheyenne's lapse in judgment. There are many influencers out there who have made mistakes, like David Dobrik, Austin McBroom, James Charles, Hilaria Baldwin, Jeffree Star, and Micah Stouffer. I think that as a group, influencers are learning to be more careful. They have discovered the cost of their impulsivity and poor judgment. In this climate, with fewer mistakes occurring, Jordan Cheyenne's mistake stands out as notable. I guess one could think of this like a slow news day is not a good time to make a mistake. I think what she did certainly indicated poor judgment. Her son didn't seem happy about posing for the thumbnail photo. In addition, this wanders back into this whole issue we see with family channels. Can a child consent to being featured in videos? What happens in the future? when that child's classmates and friends pull up old videos of them? Is that going to be a positive experience? Does a child get paid for being in a video? I think it's much more than what Jordan Cheyenne did for just that thumbnail. I really do consider this part of a larger issue about these types of channels. With this in mind, I view Jordan's mistake as serious, but not colossal. Everything, even bad behavior like this, is on a continuum. What she did demonstrate a lack of judgment, but it's far from the end of the world. It's probably something that happens all the time. It's just not captured on camera. Things like this occur on many lifestyle and family channels behind the scenes. That segment with the thumbnail posing was not something the audience was supposed to see. It reminds me of that incident with the Ace Family channel involving a segment that was unintentionally included in a video of Austin appearing to be angry. I think this view behind the curtain of Jordan Cheyenne's channel was important for people to witness. It offers a critical lesson about the larger issue. This is yet another incident that demonstrates the dangers of having children involved in social media productions. Now moving on to the quality of her apology. So I will rate her apology video. Just like the severity of a mistake, the quality of an apology has to be viewed in the context of other recent apologies. Here again, we see a change. The quality of apology videos has improved dramatically over the last few years. Two recent apologies by David Dobrik and James Charles illustrate that point. They were reasonably well done and relatively effective. 
Jordan was facing stiff competition as far as making an apology video, and the expectations were high. I'll go through what I think she did right and what could have been improved. It's important to note that no apology video at all is usually superior to any apology video, so she starts out with that negative. On the plus side, she addressed her issue quickly, directly, and in multiple places. She accepted responsibility, she thanked her critics, and she made changes based on what she learned. Namely, at least for some time, Christian will not be featured in her videos. As far as the negative aspects of the apology, she talked about the disrespectful messages that she'd received. This is the work of the cancel culture bullies. She should not have fed the trolls. It takes away from her message and only empowers these moral panic nonsense brokers. The next item, she really emphasized how emotionally devastated she was from the issue with the puppy. I think she was really upset about what happened to the dog, but she should have excluded that item from her apology for two reasons. One, it makes her seem like the victim, and two, the mistake she made did not seem to be caused by excessive emotionality. It actually seemed to be the opposite. It was cold and calculating. She was intensely trying to capture that thumbnail image. How would an abundance of emotion result in behavior characterized by a lack of emotion? It just doesn't make sense. It's not a good argument. She exposed an inconsistency in her own argument. When considering the positive and negative aspects of the apology, overall, I think Jordan was able to humanize herself to her viewers and effectively communicate her message. Even still, as I mentioned, the apology strategy is rarely successful. Her best move would have been to simply say something like, look, what you saw is what I do all the time. I work to get the job done. I realize now that wasn't a great idea. I won't do it again. End of story. If, in fact, what she did with that thumbnail was something she did all the time, this is a more genuine way to address the situation, to simply tell the truth. I don't think this was a mistake from her perspective, other than making the editing error. I think this was something she did all the time. This was business as usual. What lessons can we learn from this controversy? Channels like the one operated by Jordan Cheyenne are based on an emotional connection. People watching want to believe someone like Jordan is a good person, an appropriate role model, successful, wealthy, someone who should be admired. In addition, there is a dramatic component. People watch to see the content creator go through good times, like celebrations and successes, as well as bad times, like setbacks and tragedies. People want the real story. They want the person to be genuine. This results in a paradox. When Jordan was doing that whole posing situation for that thumbnail, that was genuine. That was real. In a sense, what people are saying is we want to see one side of this creator, but not the other. We want to see what is good, but not any hint of imperfection. It's an impossible standard. I find it interesting that in the interview that Jordan did, she specifically talked about this idea that people might not think her emotions are genuine based on this incident. Part of her living depends on showing people what's really going on, being real, being transparent, letting people see behind the curtain. This type of emotionally charged and revealing content will always run the risk of straying into controversy. There is a desire to judge Jordan harshly, and many people had a strong reaction to what she did, but in another sense, she is just showing people her reality, a risk inherent to this particular type of social media content. 
The situation with the thumbnail was genuine. It is what happens behind the scenes. Now people are left to decide if Jordan is being genuine. It may be that she's being genuine some of the time, but not at other times. She doesn't have to be completely authentic or totally fake. Again, many factors rest on a continuum. Here's how I view the situation as far as culpability. I don't approve of what Jordan did, but she apologized and made corrections. There's not really anything left for her to do. She made an editing error, which exposed a bad behavior. She fixed the behavior. Now she feels compelled to continually explain that behavior. Either it was business as usual, or it was a one-time lapse in judgment. Either way, some people will think she's terrible. She really has no way to win in this situation. No strategy that can end the criticism. I think another larger lesson from this whole story is this. What do social media influencers do that expresses some type of inherent value? Why are these people put on a pedestal? What is it that people want from them? To be perfect, entertaining, beautiful, or wealthy? Every criticism made about Jordan Cheyenne's behavior can be applied to just about every other social media influencer. The only difference between Jordan and many others is that she got caught. Perhaps Jordan is actually teaching everyone a valuable lesson. She serves to remind people that if influencers are held to almost any standard, the result will frequently be disappointment. If they are held to an impossible standard, disappointment is guaranteed. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface, to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people, to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened. Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app, and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com.